And we are live. Yeah, okay. So this is the INO podcast. INO podcast. Information, knowledge, and observation. But also it means I know what we're talking about each week. I know what about. I know why you're doing it. I know if it, these things can come out. I don't really know much, right? And this is what it's founded on. And to the left of me is... Kofi, Kofi Jones. And Kofi, you, what do you... I, I, no, <laughs> I'm a DJ. Why do they struggle to think of that? I'm a DJ and I produce different forms of media. That's so vague. But anyway, and I am Marcus it, it, it Myers. Be vague. <laughs> <laughs> and I am Marcus Myers and um, who cares? But what's really important, <laughs> what's really important about both me and Kofi is that we are both politically illiterate. Illiterate. And to help us manage in this and in these politically um, st- um, I guess driven times especially coming up to elections will be Devron Bruce. Devron Bruce is tell him who you are. <laughs> uh, my name is Devron Bruce. I am presently a writer and a research consultant and that is pretty much a decent introduction there. Right. So I was on Morning Barbados with Devron Bruce. We were bringing Bruce once a week and he would talk and the thing is, is that he's our age, but at the same time, he no, like, okay, no. <laughs> and I like guys that are, that care about these things that I don't, not I don't care about, but I don't really know about, right? So you are here to tell us about all the things we need to know, yeah, right? First thing that I got asked, the budget was last week. What are your feelings about the budget? <laughs> um, I would have to say that I was... Unsurprised and yet underwhelmed by the budget. Um, we've been having a situation in Barbados for the last maybe a decade now where we've been faced with some economic problems. We have some foreign exchange issues, we have issues with growth, we have issues with um, our deficit. And the present Minister of Finance has been in that position for about seven years now. and. He's been utilizing the same approach, by and large, to deal with the situation. And yet, we still find ourselves in a situation where we're not any better off, and many would argue that we're actually even worse off. And the budget that was presented last week didn't give any indication that anything would change because the approach has been the same. So why would the result be any different? Yeah, I recognize some of them words in no use. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, when the a budget came out, right, that had a lot of backlash. But I was wondering, everybody was saying a lot of issues, had a lot of issues with the budget, but they didn't really say what could have been done differently. So, I, so I'm, and I'm thinking that maybe the government is backed up into a corner where they're just doing, doing that's the last option. Well, the situation is a difficult one. When we have small developing countries like Barbados, there are not many options on the table when you have a situation where the country is 140% in national debt. You have um, a $600 million deficit, um, low economic growth. So there are not that many things that you can do. One of the legitimate ways to deal with a deficit is actually taxation. But as I mentioned earlier, we've been taxing for the last seven That's years, really mm-hmm. and it's not been helping at all. So we certainly so we need an alternative. So then, what? So then, what alternative is there? Well, some people would argue that the Barbadian economy needs to grow, and one of the ways you need to do that as a small country again is through investment. 
so we can invest in education that's so something grow spend money to make money spend so money to make money, money essentially yeah well you still got me all the time i mean our literal motto is present industry uh we have a industry it's like this is tax and industry tax basically <laughs> tax some industries okay so you say invest so but these people that are in the current administration are smart people though like they are smart and they well documented in doing and contributing to the country in a certain way and that kind of thing so why is it that they don't just go that route because you just you just give a solution in a matter of a sentence well it's easy to say that but at the same time the government is faced with a situation where every dollar that it spends is already appropriated i believe of every single dollar the government makes, 25% goes towards interest payments alone. Yeah, okay. 25%. All right. All right. For the dummies. <laughs> yeah, let's go that down. For me, what is... The, say that. Say that. So that demons. Of every dollar the government takes in, mm-hmm. 25 cent goes to paying interest payments alone. That is money that's setting out of the Barbadian economy and is of no value to the average Barbadian. When you say that the government takes and you mean that all of the money that the tax revenue and everything yes there we go 25 percent alone goes towards interest payments that's paying foreigners for our debt which foreigners though um just loans that we have taken as a country whether it is from the um caribbean development bank or bank just um private entities doesn't that mean that eventually the debt will go down i mean slowly surely but well we're not actually paying the debt we're just paying the interest on the debt oh so the <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're not, we forget so the debt like, yet we've not even gone that's to like the, the bare minimum for my bill the bare minimum oh, okay. and there we oh. go the, the reason why we're paying the bare minimum is because we have a situation where um about 700 million dollars a year goes towards wages and salaries i think it's about um another 700 million dollars goes towards interest payments and then a few other um, sectors such as um, goods and services and whatnot. So literally every cent the government makes is already spent and you're spending more than you're actually taking in, which, which brings, is a deficit. Which brings me to my next bit. I think Mike has phones. Mike, can you still hear me, right? Yeah, we can okay, hear you. Cool. Okay, yeah, okay, cool. Which brings me to my next question, though. I keep hearing that Barbados is in a, a state of emergency, right? But from the general public, like it's kind of like murmurs and rumors and that kind of thing. Um, but the people and the higher up are saying that it's actually not as bad. On a scale of Haiti to Germany, how bad are we? <laughs> how bad uh, are we? How can you say? I, I would say that we're in a category of our own because I think Barbados has the one of the worst... Um, you know, we've had a series of downgrades, so we have one of the worst investment grades in the Western Hemisphere. We are on par with Venezuela, I believe, which is a, Venezuela, a all Venezuela. the riots and the corruption. All Pre- precisely, that's, we've, that's we've kind of bad, though. It is. It is. And um, I think then Haiti has a better investment grade than Barbados. They want to pardon me. It does. Sounds so poor. You feed that. You feed dollar and get the value. Um, better. Yeah. What does that even mean? Yeah. What does that mean to me? Um, Barbados as a small economy needs to attract foreign investment. The investment all right, all right, hold on, slow down. All these words, right? <laughs> Say different words. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's break this down for you. Um, let's say you want to have a job at a foreign company, EY, some other foreign company, um, international business, a bank, 
any company that is not owned by a Barbadian okay, is right, a foreign okay, company. Okay, okay. So when investors in other territories, other countries want to make investments, they look at investment grades of countries and mm. essentially saying, will they make money off of this country? Mm. Is this a good investment to make? And the written agencies tend to tell them whether or not this is a good bet. For the last seven years, the agencies have been downgrading Barbados' investment grade um, for the last seven years. And mm. we're to a point where we're past the junk status and we're almost to default. Default meaning that we will not be able to repay our debts. That's the bet. Say. So it, it, it has an effect on the ability of the country to provide jobs because, as I said, our local um, investors don't have enough capital to support the country. So we need capital coming in from other countries. But right, other countries um, are looking past us because our investment grade is so poor. I don't want to cut you off, but you're just saying our local investors don't have the capital. I ain't know how true this is, but Keith Simmons, what your name? You're looking at your wrong body. <laughs> that, that's what you named? The, Simpson? Um, yeah, Simpson, sorry. He, <laughs> he, don't, Simpson. Is it Simmons? he don't control like all the gas in the Caribbean or something along them lines. Um, he owns... He owns um, Seoul, um, and, um, regional. Uh, he certainly has the capabilities to make the investment, but remember Barbados is a $9 billion economy. And Cuban Simpson does not have billion? nine billion dollars. That, that, that sounds like a lot less than a country should be. <laughs> no, so no, no, no. <laughs> we we actually have a pretty decent um, GDP for the territories for the Caribbean. But I mean, like that's like, like what? Oprah got Oprah ain't got like that. Oprah <laughs> got like nine billion. We got people well, with this ceremony. So yeah, there are definitely persons that have more wealth than than countries themselves. But we weren't we weren't doing too bad. We are now, but um. As it was saying, we have local investors with the Williams, the Simpsons, and what's not. But they can't be in every sector. For instance, they can't be in the banking sector. They can't be in the um firm, the, the international business sector. We need companies to come in. We need companies to come in because it provides jobs. Mm -hmm. um, we need banks to come in. We need accounting firms to come in. We need manufacturers to come in. We need a whole host of different industries to make investment in the tourism industry. A lot of the, tour the hotels in Barbados are not locally owned, so we need the international investments because there's just not enough wealth in Barbados to cover them. So yeah. how would we go about doing that, though? Um, one of the ways is through cutting taxes to make Barbados look attractive. So international businesses would look for a country which has oh, low taxation. International taxes? Into oh, oh, okay, corporate okay, taxes. Okay, yeah, I get you. Essentially cutting corporate taxes to say, look, Barbados looks... Like an attractive investment, but um, Barbados is already a um a tax haven for businesses. Um, that term has been used by um a couple of persons. I, 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 arguably, some people may say tax haven, but we, we I would say tax competitive. Um, small countries as, such as Barbados, we need to do something to be competitive. Mm. Um, the others have the car industries. The others have the IT industries. We use our low taxation to say, hey, come to Barbados, we won't charge you very much in taxes, that's a great deal for you. Similarly to what the Bahamas does and the Cayman Islands and what's not. All right, cool. Okay. That's, um, yeah. that's all fair and nice, but is it working? There have been some issues in the last couple of years. Um, countries such as Canada and regions such as the European Union, uh, they've been having their own fiscal crises as, crises as well. Mm -hmm. So, 
they want businesses to come back. Like what Trump said, bring bring jobs back to America, America bring yeah, businesses yeah. back to America. Right. So they're pointing at us and saying, hey, th- these small little territories, that's our competition. So they're making laws in those countries that make it more difficult, difficult to, okay, okay. to transfer those, so I just, those I just benefits. Right now. But okay, so but before we go on, right, I just want to finish this whole uh, budget conversation. What are the main things in the budget that we should care about? Um, I would have to start with the um, the levy, the National Social Responsibility Levy. Um, it moved from about two percent to ten percent, which seemed like enough. Yeah, th- that's a dramatic yeah, increase. Five times as much. That is a dramatic increase. Um, it the the unfortunate thing is is that it goes even higher because it apply. It is applied before VAT, so VAT compounds on it. What the oh, hell? France. Yeah, so, um, it's an import tax. <laughs> 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 so that's 17.5% along with the 10%. Precisely. Yeah. So we explain the levy though. What is levy applied to? Um, the levy applies to everything that's imported and everything that's exported as well. I've heard this and I really try to understand it. So you, you're telling me that I go up on Amazon now, I buy a pants from Amazon, but I buy, a, I buy something from Amazon. Right. And it come in. So I just gotta pay like this tax that was negligible at one point. I know it's one ten for the price of the thing. Well, that is a little different. That is the commission on foreign exchange that you're talking about now. The way the tax would work is everything that a manufacturer brings in a supermarket, for instance, he brings in a bottle of alcohol. Um, everything would come to a higher price because there's an extra eight percent tax on every import. Also, oh, it's like things like cannabis soup. Things that count. Wait, that eight percent is an added. extra eight percent onto the ten percent. Oh, the two. Oh, okay, 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 okay. That's Precisely. okay. Uh, so plus that. Why? Why did they choose to do that though? Can they go another direction? Um, I think the government is under the impression that taxation is really easy. You can just go and write a tax or write a bill and say this is law, and you know you're required by law to pay taxes. But I think Barbadians are to a point where they're severely overtaxed. Um, Wait, hold on a minute. Walmart, what are you saying? Not be Stop that now. Shout out to Walmart. It's all, it's all engineer. <laughs> Walmart, what? It's, it's started. What? It's started. Oh, I just see him all pointing back and forth. Anyway, you were saying. The engineering good, man. No, I, I was saying, like, legitimately, you can use a tax to deal with the deficit situation. A deficit is essentially you're spending more than you're making. So the way you can do that is to take in more. But there is not much more to take in because Barbadians are so heavily taxed. Mm-hmm. So there needs to be an alternative way of government making money or spending less money. And, and my thing is that how many people are going to be impacted by this levy? Because a lot of people depend on you know bringing in things. As long as you will be impacted on this by this levy. So ev- that's Every, everybody. Uh, but what, what we, could you say would be the main businesses that would be? Um, it would have to be retail, mm-hmm. um, the food industry, for instance, because we all must eat. And so then, when they bring in food, they gonna bump bump up the price on the food well, precisely yeah. because of the tax. I I even studying like look at companies like Chefat, they like they have to import the cups, the bags, the pack, the ketchup packages. All of that gotta get bumped up. No, so I think they're especially going to vote twenty one dollars come July. So this is effective when July? Even? Um, I think it's from July first. I, I correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, like, all right, I, I, I obviously ain't got the better idea right now, but, like, 
a eight percent increase on legit, <laughs> legit everything coming in. And then we don't. Yeah, that doesn't. I'm sitting the island as well too. I think. Exiting the earning as well, right, too. We, so we already don't really do nothing as much. Like, I think, yeah, like, for some reason, the harbor was to stop for a week. Barbados can froth. Is there anything good about the levy? Um, the in theory, it's supposed to deal with our deficit situation, but given the projections from the last seven years, we've been using taxation to decrease the deficit, and so it's still pretty high. This dead horse we still beating this dead horse. So I, I don't think there's anything. Um, well, again, another one maybe can save foreign reserves because if things become too expensive, people would spend less. And if you spend less, there's less money going over the country. But Let's if you back. spend less, that, ain't, that don't um, affect the economy negatively? It hurts economic growth, exactly. Because the shop down the road making less money, making less money. Um, so there's no reason to really employ anyone. Right, so it hurts so econ uh, economic growth. So, okay, growth. the deficit goes down. In theory. Yeah, it, let, let's say for the sake of conversation, it goes down. Mm -hmm. Then what? Nobody ain't got a job, so you can just spend that same money to employ people because people are going to be very... So, so it's money actually, the there we go. That's the argument that if you overtax, you hurt the economy. When you hurt the economy, you increase your deficit. So it's a very... I mean, all right, I, I just don't see how it makes sense that Bruce... I'm out with age. Can come and tell yeah. two ignorant people. So I'm really already like saying, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. so how, how, how does it make sense to the people in power? Um, again, taxation is easy, and dealing with the other ways to deal with the deficit um, would be cutting government spending. Oh, uh, th that's okay. easy to say, but that's transport board, that's yeah, education, yeah. that's so social just services. Now I want to say lazy way out, but. You can you can see the lazy way. Oh yeah, but lazy way speaking of government spending, though, of course you saw um, the prime minister's car. What do you think? What do you think? What that Because I heard, I heard. You know, I saw the complaints, and then I saw his response. Um, I would say that the response was a reasonable response, but politics is all about perception rather than explanation. Mm -hmm. And the perception is is that Barbadians are under a lot of pressure and. The government is essentially wasting money. But at the end of the day, it's it is it's his money though. He got paid. Well, it's it's the government's vehicle, as you said, not his own personal vehicle. And whoever's the it's the government's vehicle. Right, so whoever his. becomes prime minister next year oh, would nah, have that's it. garbage. I told this No, 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 no. The prime minister doesn't buy any. Does he buy anything? Um, I would assume he does. But there are certain benefits of being a prime minister, which is perfectly nah, fine. Nah, I know, I know. Following this, yeah, 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 that's BS. But he said, what, what is it exactly? He said he said that basically, you know, there was the same um, complaint was with uh, David Thompson when he was in. Um, yes, I think it was along the lines of in 2007, the previous administration had ordered the um, MP vehicle in the estimates and it arrived when David Thompson took office. And, you know, politics sometimes is... Up Sometimes it doesn't make any sense, but you know, you try to score <laughs> political points. <laughs> so, okay. a new prime minister uh, I, in I, office, I big vehicle. Yeah. yeah. I was wondering who was the problem. The man spending his own money. I know he nah. spending. No, the no, money no. It's the government. Back. The government is spending the money so that the prime minister can be driven in their car. So, Would we be hearing this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that was right after the budget. Well, the but no, but it was ordered before the budget. It was ordered budget, before so the budget. But, but the timing of that. Yeah, 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 it looks bad. It looks bad. my man bringing in before the tax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think he would have to pay duty on, on the vehicle. Yeah. The government usually uh, more doesn't pay that. political perks. Okay, yeah. uh, okay. What do young people need to do to survive and keep their head above water 
in this levy coming up and the budget and just declaim it right now. Start breathing. Well, what you would say? I would say there is. Which we have to get to as well. <laughs> Stop raping. Let's yeah. <laughs> I think young people need to be more realistic of what is not only going on in Barbados, but globally. The global economy is changing regardless of what is happening in Barbados. The world is more competitive. Before we had a situation where half of the globe is cut off. Now everything is globalized. So we have to compete with the Chinese. We have to compete with the Africans, the South Americans, the Europeans, everyone. So that is the mindset that people really have to have to at the get-go. I need to be more competitive. I need to retool. I need to take risks. Um, I need to be higher educated. Because regardless of whether the Barbadian economy is healthy or not, we have to compete. As far as the domestic level, I would have to say you would you have no choice but to hold strain. Hold strain and to pressure our government. Nah, don't, to get don't, don't, done. don't, don't, um, don't, don't, Give me that uh, <laughs> parliamentary answer. No, I want. You might not tell you start fetting. Yeah, so can't be like in such. Give me, words. give me a straight. <laughs> give me. No, a no, straight. no. I, I wouldn't say start fretting. You have legitimate concerns because things are not going well, and as young people, we have a lot of aspirations, and you know, this is creating a lot of anxieties, a mm. lot of uncertainty. Uh, we, we, for instance, you know, there are persons who want to move out of their mother's house. Right. There are persons who want to buy a vehicle. There are persons right. who want to further their studies. So there are a lot of anxieties and a lot of promises that we had in our minds and expectations that aren't coming that aren't coming through. So then, what should we do? Like, what's the next step? The next step again, I, I would you, you need to hold your governments accountable. You need to put pressure on governments because young people are the persons who are going to be impacted the long term because it's us that have to pay back the debt. All the persons, um, I don't want to say this badly, will they die off, mm-hmm. and they don't. You don't. You don't really have a, da- a death tax, as far as I know. You don't pay taxes when you're dead. Mm-hmm. So it's me at 26 years old that'll be having to pay off this debt to probably M50. So we have the most to lose, but yet we're the most disengaged um, demographic in the island, or mm-hmm. globally, really. So who we should vote for? I. <laughs> I, I would not go as far as to tell someone who to vote for. Nah, bro. Like, tell me, though. Tell me, who I should would, we vote for? You know I would. what the current administration has done. is safe to say you can make a fair assessment. Who should we vote for? The B's I, I or think the D's? a fair assessment would be if you... You should treat voting as you would treat any other aspect of your life. If you go to a restaurant for the first time and order some food and it wasn't very nice, mm-hmm. and you gave them a second chance and... You go on back a second time, you give them a second chance, the food again wasn't very nice. This when you go a third time. Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. When you go a third time. <laughs> but now nah, you that alright, to play devil's advocate. But suppose the restaurant don't do street got rats running about in it. <laughs> well <laughs> the, 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 o- often the argument would be, well, they're no better, but we know you're bad. We don't know if the other person is bad. Oh, okay. Let's give it a shot. We know for sure you're bad. We don't know how many rats they have. <laughs> but we know what the we know how many are. rats you have. Right, we, right. And we know the right rats are prices in yours. But uh, there we don't we know go. the amount of rats in theirs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So basically you're saying don't vote this current administration back in. Um, personally, I am saying that I would not vote the current administration back in for a variety of reasons. I, I Two terms for me is enough. Um, I th- tend to support... Um, term limits essentially so i would say two terms is enough for a government um to be in office because over two terms you become complacent you become um corrupt you know you lose interest so a whole whole set of problems so to be to have a more dynamic society you need more persons involved so there um 
ideas that the Democrat Labour Party have that will be good and there are ideas that the Barbados Labour Party have that will be good. We've given the Dems a chance, so I think it's a time that you should give the bees a chance now. What has the Dems what have the Dems done that have has been good? Well, they do get they have a very um I'm caring of bad reputation that they're getting. But is it really deserved though? I would say it is deserved. They've handled the economy oh, very poorly. No, 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 because others in the region are doing not considerably better, but certainly better. As I said, we have one of the lowest investment grades. Our growth has been low. Um, issues of governance. So I, I would say that they have not been doing a satisfactory job, but they've also obviously done things that um, are commendable. For instance, the alternative energy industry. They've done some tax breaks and tax incentives to get the alternative industry going, but it has stalled. I Beyond that, I personally can't think of anything. So else. the Ds have done nothing good for well, the that, no, I would country. not say that. The persons who benefited from their housing program oh, um, okay. suffered that, but the fundamentals remain weak. So all the good things that you might have done or could have done, the economy is in a poor situation and that just cascades everything good that you have done and it's not necessarily the party per se it's just the people at the time in the party precisely it's just this government it's not oh okay. per se the democratic labor party because the democratic labor party represents probably a good 40 50 percent of the population um but the current administration those 16 men and one woman in in government they've not been doing a very good job so but looking at the other party now the bees the bees I hear have a lot of infighting. That's true, or is it not a, as much as people think? I think politics in itself, they would have a lot of infighting because you know there are many egos, there are many persons with alternate motives. Um, so th that is natural. We should not always critique a party for having infighting. Infighting can be good. It can lead you to a better position. You you share ideas, you disagree with your members. Well, so you mean like your yeah. parents fight or you fight with a girl <laughs> or you know, you fight with a boyfriend, whatever it's like whatever. There there we go. So infighting is not always a bad thing because it can lead you to a better situation. Sharing of ideas, for instance. Or you may get a black eye. Or you may get a black eye. <laughs> oh, well, I guess people but find out. We always we always point to the the disunity in the Barbados Labour Party, but there's been quite a lot of disunity in the Democratic Labour Party as well. We've seen persons like um the minister of international business uh we've seen the minister of what um water resources uh those two in particular have not been totally on board with the party when it comes to even the budget for instance mm. um i've been seeing persons uh say that they should have voted against the budget but um voting against the budget essentially is a no confidence against their own government. So that wouldn't really make any sense. At the end of the day, they're politicians. Mm. And, you know, they're not going to shoot themselves in the foot. We could all be honest here. You see that thing on, um, I think, I can't remember which uh, uh, publication it was in, but somebody said that you could get you could get in prison for talking out, speaking out against politicians on social media. Um, <laughs> You know that situation? Because I can't remember it too well. I, I, I vaguely remembered um, one or two prosecutions in the last couple of years. But I would say that libel laws... one or two prosecutions and then people were actually like, charged for this thing? As charged, but I'm not sure if they've been prosecuted. I should, I should say charged, oh, okay. not prosecuted. Mm. Um, I would say that the Caribbean, not only Barbados, we have always had these libel laws and... Um, what do you call it? Uh, defamation laws and what's mm -hmm. not. Mm -hmm. 
I would say that they tend to be there as a way to intimidate people, um, which should not be the case. We should be pushing for um, more freedom of expression, more freedom of speech. And when people try to critique the government, um, that, that can be a good thing because critiques can be, you can learn from your critiques. But that's what I'm thinking. Uh, this is the thing that gets me very upset, uh, um, I guess, in Barbados particularly. I hold someone to a standard where if you do something positive, we will reward you, whether it's verbally, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, especially if you're doing a service for the country. But if you do something that, you know, could needs a, a bit of improvement, you then call them up for it too. But Precisely. every time that I hear something that seems like it's not on the positive side or it could be a way that, you know, there could be, you know, constructive criticism, it seems as though people get shut down or silenced or something. I don't know why. Yes, we have a culture in the Caribbean in total, really, that it's very partisan and, you know, you tend to victimize opposition voices. You tend to uh, victimize dissenting voices, which should not be the case because people have the right to speak. People have the right to their freedom of expression and what's not. And, there's no monopoly there's no monopoly on knowledge no one person has all the knowledge in the world so you can listen to the other sides without having to you know shut them descent mm. we, we, we need to change that culture where you have this i know everything mindset it, it, it's not working for us at all yeah, we, we're yeah. already small we divide ourselves even further yeah, yeah. All yeah. hands on deck, all talent on deck, all knowledge on deck. that's why i'm thinking too but i don't know if it, i don't know if the division has to do with people kind of like trying to save their relationships and that kind of thing so they don't want to say anything and then also that whole thing about like silencing people is because of the fact that Barbados is so small so everybody's kind of like thinking for themselves kind of and not for the, the betterment of the I, 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 I see what you mean because many persons unfortunately are dependent on the government for employment for contracts and what's not so it becomes an economic situation where you know, you don't want to critique um, the government when you're putting money in your pocket, for instance, because you can be victimized. But that should not be the case, because as an individual citizen, you should have the right to speak your voice. Mm, okay. I, I've, I've had situations in the past where I've done interviews, I've asked persons political questions and they shy away. Because I, one person told me that sometimes we critique some of these politicians, all of a sudden your business go, just go away. You're mm. getting less business. That should not be the case. Yeah. Yeah. We should stop doing that. All right. Well, I mean... This I feel we can talk again though because uh, as things keep as things progress, we need to be informed because I ain't know what's going on. <laughs> and they use all political jargon that I don't know and I don't feel like yeah, I, know go, go I don't feel like going to learn any <laughs> words, right? <laughs> but yeah, so we will talk again. But before we go, just like just give me sentences. What should the youth do? Um, I guess people under thirty do to kind of stay above. Uh, water again? Again, I would just say at this point, we need to hold our government accountable. We need to be less divisive among ourselves mm. and we need to be more engaged. What could the government do instead of the road they're going down? You know, just in case they watch this. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I've been hearing the only solution is the solution. So, uh, calling the election essentially, it seems, because the, the confidence is not there. And I'm not saying that as a partisan or anything of the sort. It's just. We've given them a chance. The situation has gotten considerably worse. Um, so I think that there just needs to be new blood and new ideas and new governance in our system. Should we stop bringing in things and selling them? And <laughs> find another way to do things? Um, that tends to cost money, that initial investment. But it's worth it in the long term. But with the levy? With, the, le <laughs> with the levy, we, we may have some problems with that. Mm. Well... I guess we just got to wait and see. 
I know. Do you think that the Prime Minister should get back his car and get a get a Rav Four? But interestingly enough, I've seen other countries, Germany, the UK. These people drive Jaguars and Peugeots and what? Because it's Germany. So I mean, they have like that's a lower level, lower skills, lower skill as opposed to is a Mercedes Benz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I don't know. Father made that for sure. Like, ain't no really values that this man spending the government. Man, let it Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> yes, this is the I Know Podcast. I want to thank Devon Bruce for coming. It's the first time that we have our little politically illiterate conversations because we don't really know um, we don't really know much about what's going on because I, do, I feel like um, a lot of politicians don't necessarily speak to people that don't, that aren't in that you know, arena. So uh, thanks for coming, man. And um, yeah, we got another episode soon. Yeah, That's it. Alright. We out. Yeah.